0: You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode 119. Today, I'm letting you behind the scenes of one of our launches, our launch of the Photo Lab, where we did $332,000 in sales. I know that number is crazy and I still can't believe it's a real thing. So today I'm going to be answering some of your biggest questions when it comes to launching, sharing our process of how we work through the different phases of the launch, talking about some things I wish we would have done a little sooner and giving you tools, tips and strategies that you can apply no matter what it is you're launching. We also put together a free cheat sheet that will walk you through how we prepare for a launch. You can get that at jennacutcherblog.com launch launch. Again, we've put together a really cool free cheat sheet that kind of breaks down how we go through a launch and you can grab it at jennacutcherblog.com slash launch. Now, before we dive into today's show, and let me tell you, it's a really, really good one. I want to give you a challenge, a personal challenge, and I like to ask you for some things sometime. As you're listening to today's show, would you take a screenshot and post it up on social media? Not only does it help get the word out about Gold Digger, but it lets me see who's tuning in and there is nothing that I love more than saying hey to you guys. So just take a quick screenshot, post it up, say I'm tuning in today and I will be waving at you from my couch. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's dive into
1: today's show all about launching. You're listening to the Gold Digger podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Guess what? I know you. You want to know something I know about
0: you? You're not a huge fan of sponsors and ads on your favorite shows. You probably hit that little button to skip through them so that you can just get to the point of the episode. Trust me. I get it. That's why I'm doing something a little outlandish, and I am dropping all of our sponsors for the Gold Digger podcast. Call me radical, call me crazy, but I set out to make a show that was filled with the free education our industries were lacking, and I am jumping right back into alignment with that vision. So this show is brought to you by our totally free guide, Five Easy Ways to Grow Your Email List. You can get your hands on it at jkemaillist.com. That's right, a guide that will get you started, help you understand why email lists matter, and teach you to know what to send. My biggest business regret is not starting an email list sooner, so this episode is dedicated to not letting you make the same mistake. Head to jkemaillist.com and get growing that list of yours. Now, what do you say? Are you guys ready to jump into today's episode? Let's do it. Hey guys, it's Jenna Kutcher here and today I am so excited because I'm doing something I have never done before on the show and I am going to break down exactly how I launch what went well, what didn't go well, and what exactly a launch is. I feel like we use this term way too often when we're talking about launching a new site or a new offer or a new service or product. And I'm going to walk you through and take you behind the scenes of our $332,000 launch. Now, I know that this might sound overwhelming or crazy, or maybe you're questioning if I'm doing legal activities, which by the way, totally am. But I want to kind of share exactly what is working, what's not working, how we've made changes throughout the way that we launch. And for any of you out there that are launching anything new, whether that's a podcast or a course, or like I said, a new product or service, I want for you to take this episode and really listen and think about how you can apply it to whatever it is that you're doing within your business. Now, I was inspired to do this episode because my sweet friend, Amy Porterfield did something like this before when she shared the behind the scenes, the lessons she learned during her most profitable launch. And I remember listening to it and some of it was just so over my head. But as time went on, those little tidbits of wisdom that she was dropping, those were starting to make sense. And I mean, I love to go backwards and try to figure out how people are doing things. And so instead of making you do that, I thought it'd be really fun to just share about how launching works for me and my business, what roles my team were playing during the launch and how we were able to profit and have an incredible and smooth launch. Now, a lot of you know, I love teaching online courses. I hope many of you have at least taken one of them. So currently I have four different courses. I have the Pinterest lab, the Instagram lab, the list to launch lab, and the photo lab. Now, all of these courses have different launches, different structures. And what I'm going to break down for you is our recent fall launch of the photo lab. Now, the reason why I'm excited to break this down is because it was the smoothest launch we have ever had. And for me, that is the biggest win. Now to provide context, I'll be dissecting what was our fall enrollment period of the photo lab. So this is a course, it launches two times a year. So the doors open and then the doors close. And it is a marketing course geared specifically to photographers. The price point of the course is $997 or 12 payments of $97. Now on the last launch we did, which was actually more profitable than this one, we did almost $400,000 in sales. So while this one wasn't as profitable, we cracked the code on how to run a silky smooth launch while also getting super targeted with who our audience was so to give you a little background i have been launching courses for about a year and a half at this point and i do want to preface this and say like my results are not normal because when i started launching i dove head first into this world to figure it out to create the best courses to learn how to speak to the right people to figure out how to put a curriculum together that gets results to foster relationships and to learn how to lead webinars and all of the things. And so I would love to say that for the last year and a half, I have totally immersed myself into this world and I have studied it morning, noon, and night. And so over the years, I went from, you know, $100,000 launches all the way up to almost $400,000 launches, and it's because I continue to change and evolve and tweak and test and experiment. So I want to dive into what worked, what didn't work, and kind of what we're planning on for next time. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so over my head, just stay with me because maybe there will be one thing that I say in this episode that you know you can apply to your Your own business. And that one thing could totally transform things for you. If anything, you get a behind the scenes pass to exactly what we've been working on. So let's first just talk about what worked. So, one of the biggest mistakes I see entrepreneurs making when they go to launch something is that they work so hard on creating the product or getting the service ready that when the time comes to launch, they have not done anything in preparation. They've done no pre launch period. And When I first started launching, somebody told me, they said, I want you to know that the pre-launch phase is going to be harder. It's going to be longer than the launch itself, and it's going to take a ton of prep work on your part. And I didn't really believe it because I was like, no way, like creating the course and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, that's going to be hard, but everyone talks about the launch itself. But today I'm going to prove to you that the pre launch phase can totally make a difference. So basically when we know we are going to launch something, which let's be honest, we have the entire year already planned out for when our big launches will happen. So we run ads to a freebie about six weeks before the launch in order to get a cold audience warm. And we generally run ads to three different freebies that target that audience that we will be speaking to. And then we make sure that we have an awesome welcome sequence running within my email list so that by the time they reach the launch, they know who I am, what my story is, where my expertise lies and then they are excited and ready to tune into the webinar. So, After we do that, we are really priming our list for those six weeks before the launch itself. And a lot of times people are so busy preparing for the launch itself that they forget to foster that relationship and they forget to offer and serve other people before they ever go to sell to them. And so a lot of entrepreneurs will make that mistake. They'll be radio silent for the weeks leading up to the launch. And then when the time comes to actually launch people are almost caught off guard. Like they don't know who this person is that's showing up in their inbox. They don't know why they should trust them. And so we want to make sure that we are seriously showing up in service and that we are giving people the opportunity to warm up to what we have to sell to them. So I want to make sure that when people get that webinar invitation, they are ready. They are excited. They felt loved on, they felt served. And i showed up for them in many different ways. Now, another thing that we do and that has become a very big focus within my business is to segment the email list well ahead of time and to really provide valuable content to the specific part of the audience that you are going to serve. So we want to provide valuable content to photographers and give them the option to opt out if they're not interested in the photo lab. So basically stating, a lot of times when people go to grow their email list, which is literally the number one focus when you go to go into a launch like this is that they haven't done a good job of segmenting. So if they have a course or an offer that is specific to a part of their audience, they aren't quite sure who that audience is because they didn't do that work up front. And so we are very strategic in making sure that we have very separated segments of our audience so that when we have a specific offer that is only going to pertain to a specific part of our audience, we are serving those people that are going to be most interested. And we're also giving them the opportunity to say, hey, now's not the right time, or I know I don't need this, Thank you so much. And so we give them that opportunity to just opt out of the launch emails without opting out of our entire email list. Now, This is huge in letting people know like, hey, we respect that this might not be the right time for you. Just click here if you don't want to hear about this. We'll keep you on our regular emails. And it also really helps because it makes sure that we're only giving the information to the right audience. So instead of blasting our entire email list about a course specific to photographers, we are reaching out to the photographers specifically, which allows us to speak way more clearly to them. And we know that the photographer are just a segment of my list. And so the other part of my list, they don't even know that this launch is going on, so they don't feel like they're being sold to or that they're a part of something that isn't the right fit for them. They trust that we know what they need and that we are going to deliver. So what we decided to do is we led five different webinars between Tuesday and Thursday, Now, I have always enjoyed doing a whole handful of live webinars, and I notice a lot of people, they'll do one and maybe two, but I think that there is a true benefit in running multiple webinars. I love doing them. I think they're so much fun. I used to think they were so stressful. I would get so worried about the tech and the things I didn't have control over. But I know that it's a lot to speak at a screen for up to an hour, hour and a half, but there's just something so electric about the energy of live trainings and the ability to connect with people in real time. And what I love about doing five different webinars is that one, I get the opportunity to refine. So over those five webinars, each one consistently gets better and better because I've done it and I know what's next and I'm excited about it. It also gives people the ability to sign up for a date and time that works for them. So we had three different ones that were in the morning or mid-afternoon, and then we had two evening ones. And while it made my schedule super chaotic and super odd because I was trying to reach people at all different time zones, it also gave me the ability to connect with people all over the world. And I just think it's so incredible to jump onto a webinar, to see people tuning in from all over the world and get to talk to them and get to hear them and get to solve a problem for them. And that's what I really love. So my webinar was about how I was able to double my photography income in less than two years while working less. And we've done a few different titles or subjects over the years for the photo lab. So a past one was six lessons I learned growing a six-figure photography business. And we want to come out with the best newest content in the sense of what people truly want to learn. So I believed that since it was full and people were probably feeling burnt out and they were wondering like, can I really make more money doing this? And does that mean I have to work overtime? I felt like this subject really resonated with the audience and we filled up our webinars. So to give you numbers, we had over 12,500 people register for the webinar. So 12,682 people registered. Our show up rate was right around 30%, which is pretty standard. I was hoping it would be a little bit higher. We're used to higher attendance rates, but we were at about 30%, which meant about 3,576 people showed up and tuned in live to our trainings. And what we were going to do is we were going to split test two different versions of the webinar, because like I said, I'm a total freak. I love to try to crack the code and test different things out. And so we were going to split test two different versions of the webinar, but instead I created a new training based on the same topic and our conversion percentage doubled. So we ended up just sticking to that training for the five live webinars, and then we picked the highest converting one to go into replay. So basically what the process looks like is you want people to show up live. I give something special for people that show up live and I answer people's questions when they show up live. So I want to encourage people to be on the webinar live. That being said, life happens. People are busy. I get it. So we want to send out the replay and we want to send out the best replay, the one that had the highest conversion, that had the most energy, that had the best questions. And so... What we were doing is I had the idea to split test because we had done this webinar training before and it had done really well and I mean it wasn't broken by any means, but I had also been studying webinars and I was excited to try something different. There are a lot of different teachers out there teaching how to lead great, successful, high-converting webinars. And I like to put a spin on everything. I like to make it my own. And so I was really challenging myself, like, how can I do this in a different way? How can I make sure that it is communicating what this course can offer while delivering incredible free content for people that aren't quite ready to sign up? And so what was awesome about it is that Uh, instead of ending up split testing, we did the new one right off the bat. It was doing really well. The conversion score had gone up. So we just decided, hey, let's just keep this one, refine it over the next five. And it was awesome. I loved the new webinar. Now, all of the email copy for the entire launch, we prepare that well in advance. So I think we had it done about two months early. And what was so great is that, like I said, we've done this launch before. I think this was the fourth time we were launching this same course. And so we were just refining things, going through things, looking at different numbers, open rates, click rates, the timing of the emails. But we went through and it was all ready to go two months in advance so that we could have of the entire campaign built out Tested, we could run through, make sure all the links are working before we even went into the launch. And it helped us to see if there were any gaps and it really reduced the stress around the launch itself. So, beyond the live webinars, we didn't have any immediate needs. And what I've noticed is that when people go to launch and they don't have any email copy, like they send it out and they're like, hey, I'm doing this webinar. And then it's like, oh, what's next? And I like to say that Launch Brain is a very real thing. You are talking to a screen for multiple hours every day. Your brain is shot. You literally feel like mush. And so... For me, what has worked so well is preparing all of that so removed from the launch itself so that I can go into the launch knowing my job is to show up on these webinars and really blow people away and give them my full attention and show up with energy and excitement and give them a solution to the problems that they're having. And so our email copy is about 30 to 40 pages long. I think it's probably about 20. Twenty to 30 different emails and what was so wonderful is that we had it all ready to go that way Danielle on my team who handles all the tech stuff all the campaigns she was able to get it all set up in advance we were able to test all the emails check make sure they looked good there weren't typos all the buttons were working and that way by the time the launch started things were pretty much in autopilot and that was incredible. Hey, hey, sorry to jump in here, but I wanted to pop back in with a dose of encouragement and a little extra something something for you. You probably keep hearing top marketers say, it's all in the list, it's all in the list, and you're wondering what list they are talking about. Surely it cannot be your to-do list. That's a mile long. They are talking about email lists, and rightfully so. Email marketing is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And to celebrate that simple fact, I created a totally free guide, five, easy ways to grow your email list and you can get your hands on it for free at jkemaillist.com. Again, hop to jkemaillist.com to get your guide, hit pause, get your hands on it and get more resources all devoted to growing that email list of yours. And then of course you can jump back into this awesome episode. So we also switched to having upsells, and this was something that I'd gone back and forth on because the Photo Lab is my highest priced course at about $1,000, and I recognize that's a huge investment. But we had recently launched shopgenicutcher.com and that's where we created all of these resources to help entrepreneurs. And so inside Shop Kutcher, we have my posing guide and my Lightroom presets, and both of those do not come with the course. They also don't impact the success of somebody taking the course or take away from any content that's already included in it. But they are also highly targeted to the students joining. So with these upsells, we added about $5,000 in revenue total to the launch. And I think what was so great about that is that people got to see like, I can teach more than just marketing. And these are kind of like those impulse buys in the sense of if you're choosing a mentor, you kind of want everything that they've touched. And so what was great about that is just at least giving people the insight to know that we have these extra resources. Here they are. When you're joining, you can say yes or no, no big deal. That helped. And again, like $5,000, that's a lot of money. And that was an awesome add on to the launch itself. So when we look at different ads, we run a lot of Facebook ads around launches. And so I should pull up the exact numbers, but I'm fairly certain we spent around fifteen to twenty thousand dollars, yes, thousand dollars on ads, and we were looking at different costs per conversion, so basically what that means is we were converting all of our freebies at around a dollar per conversion. So if somebody opts in for a freebie, we were spending a dollar to get that person, but then they were on our email list and were alerted about our launch. And then I believe that our webinar conversions were right around $2 per person. And once we have people registered and inside the funnel, then we do specific ads that are targeted to watching the training, showing up live, and then ultimately joining the course. Now, I have spent anywhere from $10,000 to about $40,000 on a launch. And I know that that sounds like crazy money, and I know that you probably can't even wrap your head around that. But you have to remember, guys, we did 300 some 1000 dollars in sales. And so when you look at that percentage, it's really not as daunting. When I first started with Facebook ads, I would invest, I think the most was $10,000. And now I'll pretty much pour any amount of money into them as long as the ads are converting at a good price because getting and acquiring those new people onto your email list that are targeted and segmented that is worth its weight in gold. And so I've talked about how much we spend on Facebook ads. My ad expert, Carrie Sweatman, was on the show a few episodes back. And I will trust that woman to run my ads. She does an incredible job. And I think what's so cool is we're investing in these ads. And it's not just for the launch. It is to get these new people that I can show up and serve. And keep in mind, we only launch this program two times a year. So the other 10 months out of the year, we are straight up serving people with free resources, free education, free trainings. And so when we go into launch mode, it is so unapologetic. It's so exciting. And I am willing to throw my money at things like Facebook and Instagram ads because they work and because I have seen the results that they can yield. So the webinars itself, like I said, it was how I doubled my photography income in less than two years while working less. They focus on three main objections that photographers were having and feeling, and then helping them shift their mindset to understand that their limiting beliefs were actually limiting their potential for success as a photographer. So I wanted to make sure to not just show up and teach all of this content that leaves people overwhelmed and not even able to make a decision if they should join the course or not. But I wanted to show people that the way that they were thinking about things was wrong and that I could help walk them closer to the truth. And so I wanted to figure out, well, what are the three main objections? What are photographers out there believing? And how can I provide the insight, the knowledge, the background to help shift them out of those limiting mindsets so that they can see their full potential? And so what was so fun about the webinars is that I was taking things that I literally hear online things that I see in Facebook groups, the complaints that I hear, and I'm saying, have you seen yourself saying these things? And then here is the truth. And what I love is, is I love being a truth giver. And so leading those webinars was so much fun and there was so much good content in there. And if anything, I wanted people to leave that training feeling empowered, feeling educated, feeling excited again and not stuck. So another new thing that we implemented this time around was we did try a Facebook Messenger bot for reminders on the trainings. And this was a last minute addition to our strategy. I wish we would have planned it out from the start. So this was kind of a miss in the sense of we were like, shoot, we should really do this. And then everyone was just so busy. So by the time we implemented it, it was a little bit late, but it worked really well. So in the future, we want to make this a bigger piece of the puzzle and encourage people to show up live to the training and to help them be reminded of specific dates, times, when we're going live, et cetera. So basically what this means is when people signed up for a webinar, they had the option to click get. To get Messenger, Facebook Messenger updates on and reminders of when the training was happening. Messenger bots are really, really cool. And we had an entire team member dedicated to managing that. But I wish that we would have moved that a little higher priority in our strategy because I think it could work really, really well. And I think that um, it's really a cool addition. So I also decided to be a little bit more intentional about my social media strategy during the launch. I see people go a little crazy when they go into launch mode. And so I wanted to make sure that when I was hopping on, I was very cognizant that my entire audience isn't photographers that need marketing help. And so I jumped onto social media. I did a Facebook live and an Instagram live at the same time. And we did that on the day that our doors were closing for the course, And what I decided to do was just deliver a portion of the teaching that I led in the actual webinar training. And then I shared about the course and answered any questions. And this was super helpful because some people just missed the training altogether, didn't even know it was happening. And so jumping on to Facebook Live and Instagram Live, I was able to teach the masses way more openly. And it also generated a few sales. And I think that what is so cool is A lot of times we assume everyone knows what we're doing, what's going on, what we're launching. But jumping on this way was a really cool way to just reach other people, people beyond just photographers and to teach. So I kind of want to walk through the positions that my team had and kind of talk about who did what and how this looked. So we have Stephanie who's on my team. She is a contracted position. So I pay her hourly and she manages the support inbox. So we have support at Jenna Kutcher and that email address and that account really just helps serve our current students, our new students, and answer questions. And so Stephanie is incredible. She had longer hours during the launch, but it wasn't that crazy. And she helps answer any webinar questions, answer any course questions using Q&A templates that we created in advance. So Thinking ahead, we had known what our biggest questions are. We have them on our sales page, but we also created templates to help Stephanie do her job better and to make sure that she was answering things in a way that I would answer them. And so Stephanie was a super big part. She managed the inbox so well. So next was Caitlin, who is my main brand manager. And Caitlin is always on webinar support and chat support. So basically, she attends all of the webinar trainings live while I'm teaching. And she answers questions while I am giving out the information. And then in our chat module, we have a little chat box that will pop up when people are on the sales page. She answers questions there. So basically, when I am teaching live on the webinar, she is a person. Answering any questions, fielding questions, taking note of any questions that are repetitive so that I can make sure to include them in the next training. And then she also hops into our little chat bot, which is on our sales page, which basically just says, Is there anything I can help you with? and answers questions there. And so she is pretty much tied down to when my webinars are running. But beyond that, she is just maintaining the inbox and trying to keep me out of it so that I can just focus on teaching. My sister, Kate, who manages the podcast came on because we have all hands on deck when we go into a launch. So she was manning the chat bot and helping with social media support, including answering questions, sending webinar links, et cetera. So Kate would hop on to the Facebook Messenger bot and make sure that all the messages were going out, answering any questions people had about webinar training times or if they could re-sign up for a different date and time. And then she would jump into my Instagram DMs and if anyone was asking any questions about the training itself or they couldn't access the training, she was taking care of all of that kind of stuff. So she basically allowed me to be a little bit more disconnected from social media so I could focus on teaching. And I mean, it was literally one of her first weeks on as a team member for my team. So she did an incredible job learning something entirely new and then just executing it. So Danielle is my all-around launch guru. I don't know what I would do without her. She's my project manager, so she helped direct team meetings, ensure that everyone had what they needed. She was on every single live training, and then worked one-on-one with me to implement all of the strategy behind it. So she was the one who had the most work, especially upfront, creating the full email campaign in Infusionsoft, getting everything ready. Danielle partnered with Carrie who I'll talk about in just a second. But Danielle is a person where I can come to with different launch ideas or things that I'm thinking about and she's the one who can help walk me through how we can execute that or what that's going to look like. And so she is incredible at what she does. I don't know how her brain works the way it does, but basically leading up to and in a launch, Danielle and I are in constant communication about where we're at with things, numbers, All of that kind of stuff, and she is absolutely irreplaceable. So, lastly, we had Carrie who did the Facebook ads, which we talked about, and she helped us optimize the ads that were going out. We basically split test every single ad image and copies. So, we have two different ad photos and two different ad pieces of copy. We split test to see what performs the best, and that way we make sure our budget goes into the highest converting ads. So. In summation, what I'm excited to share with you is while this might not have been our highest earning launch, this was our easiest launch yet. We all were able to take the full weekend off. No one worked more than an eight hour day. Everything was so smooth and it was pretty incredible. Danielle, she's launched with many different entrepreneurs. Now she is fully dedicated to my team. She said that this was the first launch where she wasn't walking 18-hour days, and we were able to just really maintain this level-headedness, this excitement, this energy, and I think what was so amazing about that is that it just felt right. like Everything felt so great. I knew that I was showing up for the right people. I knew that I was serving the right content, and I knew that the people that were joining the course, those were my people. Those were the people I was ready to pour into over the next year, and I think that it's just really cool. to be able to celebrate things that aren't the best, it wasn't my highest earning launch, but it was my best launch. And it's not always about the numbers, guys. And what I think is so incredible, and to be entirely candid, is that I set a way bigger launch goal. So we really fell short in terms of numbers. But we rose above so many of the things that we had struggled with in the past. When I used to go into launches, it was like doomsday. Like Drew literally was stressed out. He was cooking food. I was sleeping at weird hours. And this time it was like, hey, let's go on a walk. Like I have a webinar in a half hour, but. Let's do this. This is more important. And it was just really cool to see that you do get better over time and that things get easier over time. And So my best piece of advice, if you're going into launching something this year, be it a course, a product, a service, whatever that looks like. Do the work in advance. If we wouldn't have done things like prepped the ad images and copy, had the entire email sequence, had the sales page done, had the webinar ready to rock, if we hadn't done all of that well in advance, and I'm talking a month before, maybe two months before, I feel like we would not have had a stress-free launch. And so when I look at the stages of launching, that pre-launch phase is the most important phase. It is going to set you up for the success or the failure of your launch. And so if you can spend that time showing up for your audience, serving them in a really unique way, reaching out and asking them questions about what they need and how you can show up better for them. And then making sure that you're speaking so clearly to the right people with the right message, man, I am so thankful that we had such an incredible launch. I'm so excited to look ahead into the new year about what that can look like. But for me, it was even more incredible to be able to jump on and talk to a team that all had very defined roles that were all excited about what they were doing and that kept the energy and the momentum moving forward. It sincerely takes a village to launch like this, but today I just thought it would be so fun to let you in behind the scenes to share some of the strategies that we're using within my business and to talk about what an actual launch looks like without using that weird cryptic language that we love to use and talking about launch week. This was our launch week and man, it was a success. So I sincerely hope that this episode was really eye-opening, maybe exciting for you, and I want. I want to remind you that we have a launch guide that you can get your hands on that just shows the way that we prepare what happens in each phase of the launch. You can get it at Jennacutcherblog.com slash launch. I want for you to grab it, to get your hands on it, and to start dreaming bigger about what your potential can look like and what's in store for you this next year. Again, go to Jenacutcherblog.com/slash launch. Get your hands on my free launch guide really good and until next time gold diggers keep on digging your biggest goals and hey maybe we'll see you at the next launch
1: that's a wrap thanks for tuning in to the gold digger podcast with jenna kutcher Kutcher, Kutcher. if you love today's show and you want to be an awesome human leave us a review on itunes or screenshot you tuning in and post it for a chance to be featured on our next episode That's the easiest way to pass along some warm fuzzies to the team that makes this show happen each week. Until next time, keep on digging those goals and redefining success.